Access All Areas on FUBAR Radio. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Access All Areas. I'm Stephen Lane. And I'm Bobby Norris. How are you, babe? Back from Benidorm. Back from Benidorm. Had an amazing time. Um, Help me, yeah, It was kind of, it was, I was surprised at how much I liked it. I will say that I was staying in quite a fancy hotel, which wasn't actually in central Benidorm. So I don't know whether or not that made a difference. Um, it was at like sort of the town, not town next door, but like the little resort next door. Um, but yeah, it was really, really nice. Um, I It's the first time I've ever gone away by myself. Um, so there were definitely some weird moments. Walking into a bar, gay bar, and hearing someone say, Oh, he's hot. As no, I could tell him they were talking about me. And the guy turned around. His friend went, "Not for me." <laughs> which was, which was, uh, which well, was awkward. Guys, um, yeah, things like that. But and you've got no one to like. I mean, it's like a weird thing that happened. I don't know. It's like that, like stuff like that's a little bit strange. But it was, I, it's funny. Um, How was the whole solo, solo travel? Is it something you would do again? Hundred percent. I would definitely do it again. Probably somewhere, this is not a slight to Benidorm, well, it is a slight to Benidorm, but maybe somewhere with um, a bit more culture. It's not like there was a museum or, or something I could go to or like um, some historical monument I could uh, go visit. There was, I did hire a bike one day. I went up into the countryside and did this big oh, um, walk, which was really nice. I did a hike right to the other end on my last day. Yeah, just it was just really it was really nice not having to compromise. Kind of if I got up late, I got up late. If I woke up early, I was fine. Um, I met lots of nice people who were very friendly. Um, I met a group of like sixty something gays from Birmingham um, who were really really nice um, and sort of took me under their wing one evening, which was like a strange but quite fun experience. Um, no. Yeah, so it was just nice. It was just kind of nice to just sort of, yeah, I, I live quite an independent life anyway, right? Like I, I live by myself, you know, I'm single. So I think it was kind of like the last thing for me to sort of get over that hurdle. Um, yeah. And now I know I can do it. So I'll definitely do it again, I guess. Any holiday romances, Stephen? No. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I met a very nice Spanish doctor. Doctor? That's all I say. That's all I say. Lovely. Oh, um, exciting times. Yeah, but it was nice. It was, that's, and the sort of the nice thing about going by yourself is that you just, you can just make your own decisions all the time. I think that was like my favourite thing. Um, and was it very much like the TV show? Oh, there was definitely that element of it. There was like, um, I saw for the first time like a tandem, uh, what are they called? Like the little shopping things like beep beep. Oh, and yeah, when everyone's the, on the scooters. Yeah, just like the little mobility scooter, that's it. But like for two people. So it's like, <laughs> I've never seen that before, uh, which I thought was hilarious. And there's. Did you get one for you and the Spanish doctor? Maybe next time. Um, <laughs> you can't hire in the evening, so. Um, uh, I guess that's a good sign because I probably know people are pissed up. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, good point. Um, yeah, and, and there were. I saw a fight. Some English boys having a fight outside a bar. You know, there was definitely a 
that's sort of what you think of Benetton. But I have to say, where I was near in the old town was absolutely lovely. Um, I went out for like tapas one day. Um, I, I had ta- I had tapas, two glasses of wine for lunch. Came to eleven euros. Happy days! You just can't. Be, I mean, I was just like, we're being taken for an absolute ride here in London, like in the UK. I've got to say, that, that's like a coffee and a croissant in a coffee yeah. shop in London, isn't it? Yeah, a meal deal, not even. Yeah, not even these days. So yeah, I mean, it did you was. Go to the. Um, I don't think it's Sticky Vicky anymore. I don't actually pass it down to the daughter. But did you go and see um, anyone popping ping balls out? I didn't. Much to a couple of people recommended that I that I go and try. There's a place called Chaplin's Bar, um, which was actually where I saw the fight out of uh, from. So I was like on my way to go there to basically experience this like Benidorm institution. Um, I don't know. It's probably say like 10 p.m. or something. And um, as I was walking towards it, there was this huge fight broke out. And I was like, do you know what? No, do you know what? I'm not going to go. I'm just not going to go. Where um, that? Yeah. Um, so instead, what did I go after? I can't even remember. Yeah, but um, yeah, so I didn't, I didn't do any of the sort of old um, traditional things. I did see a drag show, which is very like old, old school British drag. Um, little bit. Drag, can, can drag I... race drag. Oh, what we definitely. Drag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um four like, quid wig yeah four quid wig right like can i see the manager hair do you know what i mean like sort yeah. of um like really really like bold makeup choices um yeah so um that was really fun yeah i mean everywhere i went I say again did you do any karaoke no i did hear some karaoke um in a bar i had a woman murdering spice girls um one day <laughs> but um i wasn't going to get up with no with no friends and that to go back to that would have just been a bit too that's much. a step too far I yeah guess. yeah um but yeah on the whole i would definitely recommend it i've actually already started googling like where's good to go in europe in march or something like that just so i can sort of like it would be nice to make a plan to do something else um having said that i'm literally going to toronto in four weeks so it's, i'm not being like deprived of holidays um at the okay. moment He's, um, he's making up for, for lost time. I really Good am. You, I really am. So it was what? It was um, I, It was only 18 months because I went on holiday December 2019. And then for like July 2021, just as things started to open again, I went to Malta. So to be fair, it was only 18 months in the end that I didn't, I wasn't sort of travelling for. Um, so I'm not really, I wasn't really that hard done by, but this year I've definitely made up for it. So um, Toronto will be amazing. Was it you telling me that, that you said there's some amazing um, strip bars over there, some gay strip bars? Mm. It's actually Mon- Montreal. Someone, it's Montreal, we? I think, yeah. Um, One of our guests, I think, a few months ago was saying about it, wasn't it? Yeah, was it someone from Canada's Drag Race, maybe? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there is. <laughs> and you were writing it right down, I mean. Yeah. Right... <laughs> like, get my pen out. Let me just take some notes. Um, yeah, um, I mean, that, that, that this that's a bit more of a different style of press trip because this makes me sound very privileged, which I am. I'm very lucky with my job. Um, uh, I uh, They basically write a whole itinerary for you. So you and a group of other journalists have a very sort of tight schedule of places that you can go or that you are going, you're bussed from, taken by car from place to place. And that's great because, you know, you get to experience like proper five-star luxury and you don't pay for any of it. Okay. Um, What's uh, it in aid of the press trip? It's just by the um, uh, Toronto Tourist Board. Oh, incredible. So, 
yeah and this one i just went on was with booking.com so like um there's various ways that journalists can go and enjoy a trip abroad i guess um, i'm just lucky that two came along at once i get uh, i suppose um have you ever done it have you ever got abroad alone you know, never have, but like you, obviously, I live alone, uh, single, so I, I'm very comfortable in my own company, yeah. you know what I mean? And I actually really like my own company. Yeah. Wrong, obviously, it is, it's lovely when you see friends and family, of course it is, but yeah, some yeah. people say they hate their own company. I actually really like it. Mm. Um, but I've never done a trip on my own. I've For work things, I've, I've flown. Um, flown, is that the way? I've flown. <laughs> Flown, that's the one. I knew it didn't sound right when I heard it back in my head. But I, I've done that side on my own and gone mm. away for work. And I, and I don't mind the whole airport experience or, or no. being on a plane on my own. Um, and like you say, I guess the perks are, because I think sometimes the bigger the group when you're away, you do have to start thinking. Compromising. Like, um, yeah, if it's a compromise, where are we going for dinner? So it kind of becomes a, you know, a, a massive group decision, doesn't it? And everyone wants yeah. to they all chip in. But I guess it's kind of nice that you can wake up when you want, go lay around the pool or go where you want to. Did you do a bit of reading? You was going to read a couple of books. Yeah, I had a, a book on the history of Eurovision, which I read a bit of. Um, very, very bit of me that. Um, but yeah, you're right. And I think actually sometimes when you go on these holidays, you can end up with one person making a lot of decisions because they they tend to just be more decisive. But that mm. can like breathe resentment, do you know what I mean? And sort of people can get a bit like, Ugh, getting told what to do all the time. So yeah, for me, I, I, I think it's not like I'm never going to go on holiday with my with my friends and family again. I will, of course. Oh. Um, but, uh, and, but it's just a completely different kind of experience, I think, um, that you get going by yourself. And I guess yeah. the first time's always going to be the one you've got to get used to it. Yeah. 100%. Whereas now you probably wouldn't think twice about doing it. Yeah, definitely not. I mean, honestly, I'd go again tomorrow if I could. Um, and I think the thing is as well, like I think we've spoke before about it. When you, you're kind of average, like, well, when you hit your 30s and a lot of our friends are, are married or in long-term relationships or they have children, scheduling a group of friends to all be free for the same time to go on holiday becomes harder when you're... A, sing, a single person you it's know, not and, even um it's not even holidays it's just it could just be like a night, night out night. or yeah yeah even arranging going yeah for for a for a prezos can become hard work <laughs> yeah yeah totally. uh, oh i'm glad you had a lovely time babes thanks bob appreciate it yeah yeah it was good um what's been going on here Are you, have you been okay yeah, all good, my end, thank you, babe. What have I been up to? Um, oh, I had that lovely uh, Jog On To Cancer event. Which oh, yeah, was how was that with James? James Ingham? Yeah, so nice. It's done such an amazing job over like the last 10 years. I've always gone and it's always such a, a lovely e uh, lovely evening um, and obviously such an amazing cause. Um, but obviously with everything that's gone on the last couple of years, it, it hasn't been on. But um, no, really nice. I think, and it's the last, it was the last one. So kind of nice to, to all get together again. Because a lot of us go every year, you know, so you kind yeah, of, yeah. It, it's a really nice thing to kind of, and it's one of them evenings, it's everyone's so aware of what an incredible a night and event is and, and the most amazing charity, I mean, like, because let's face it, who hasn't been affected one way or another by by cancer? You know, whether it's Same. someone you know or the, the knock on effect. And I think like the odds are it's like one in two now, isn't it? So yeah. everyone knows someone, mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately. Um, so the more the more money raised and the more 
that the word spread about it, the better. Um, so, yeah, that, that was a lovely evening. And um, weather's turned now. I mean, he says sat in a vest. I have to sleep <laughs> back on the gym. It's just a nightmare at the minute that every single road seems to be dug up. Right. I don't know what's going on. Um, so there's a load of roadworks and then there's been a flood. I don't know if one of the sewages has popped or something. Um, <laughs> Constantly, there's a, there's, yeah, there's, there's still a hose pipe there. But I mean, I, I've seen like uh, basically the Thames coming down the road. Uh, so I, I'm sure that's going to be a nightmare. But um, hey, ho, what, what can you do? This is autumn in, in the UK. This is this is how we roll now, isn't it? So, yeah, I mean, getting off, getting on the plane in, in um, Alicante, like, oh, it's quite hot. And then I was like, I'll just put my bag, like my coat at the top of my bag so that I can easily get it. Thinking it'll probably be right. I got literally off the plane in Stansted. And I was like, oh, Christ, it's absolutely freezing. Gosh, it always um, itchy when you get off that plane, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely feel the, the um, return of, of winter now. But that's all right. We had a long summer, long and hot summer, didn't we? So, um, we no certainly complaint. did. We had, we had a good run, didn't it? A few days in them 42s. Oh, never again. I don't want that again. I mean, yeah, to be fair, I remember the weeks we sat here fanning ourselves <laughs> and I was running around b and I think I got the last smashed up fan in Essex. <laughs> um, seems like a distant memory now. It does, doesn't it? How quickly we move on. <laughs> um, someone I read online, someone said that um, the weather changed uh, so far. No, the weather ran away so quickly that it... I've forgotten the saying now. Doesn't matter. Anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> um, well, we've got an exciting show um, today. We've got uh, Tari Star, Danny Inbert um, up first, and um, Katie Alex, the new uh, Real Housewives of Cheshire Star. Uh, we'll talk about some slightly unusual things, I believe, um, <laughs> but we'll get to that <laughs> a bit later. Uh, what show this news has, has piqued your eye this week what was tickled my fancy this that's, week that's a better term I think I'm losing my mind sorry it's probably that's been the first time I've had an alcoholic drink in about five days so. <laughs> it's getting withdrawal symptoms after better so I bet you just <laughs> took that long to get over the Spanish measures yeah, um, do you know what I've realised we haven't spoke about it for a couple of weeks and we always heavily talk about it um strictly Yes. And we had our first celebrity eliminated this weekend, the lovely Kay Adams from Lucy. Oh, yeah. Um, so I actually did, did watch it from too. my hotel I did oh, watch did it you? from my hotel room, yeah. Uh, which is a bit What bit... did you think of it? Because we haven't well, discussed the lineup or anything really this series, have we? No, I mean it's um there's there's a few um really good sort of stand-up ones and people I didn't even know. So this guy, um Hamza Yassin, he's um He's a nature photographer and also like a CBBC presenter. Um, uh, and he, I, re- I felt quite emotional watching his, he did a jive, but in his like pre-speech, he was talking about how he's quite a big guy and he was like how he thought he'd be too big to do the jive, but he was absolutely brilliant at it. Um, so like, you know, things like that, I feel like that's what Strictly is really good at, sort of tugging on the heartstrings and um, and also get you get to know people you would never see or hear of otherwise, I guess it's not, it's not in my like remit. Um, yeah, Kay, I mean, she definitely, I think she would say this too, she wasn't particularly good, but she wasn't, like, disastrous. Um, so I guess I guess it's a bit, it must be a real shame for her. I, I, I imagine how it feels, it must feel so weird to be the first person to go out, because even if, I mean, you will still, still have done weeks of training and and all the preparation work, and you would have known about it for months. 
and then it just all kind of falls apart the last minute. I don't know. Well, not the last minute, the first minute. Um, I don't know. What, what, what do you make? What do you make of it all? Yeah, I know what you mean. I think that's the thing because it's easy for for viewers to not take into consideration how long the celeb would have been mm. preparing for it. So from that initial phone call with their agent to them planning it and yeah. then finding out and rehearse. So all that pre-show stuff before the Saturday night even show one even airs, um, all that goes into it. And I think Strictly is one of the shows that it really is. You put a lot of hours. I think obviously depending yeah. on the celeb schedule, but I know some celebrities that do that. They they literally train for eight or nine hours a day with their partners. It's yeah. So it, it's a huge amount, which it's it's literally like full full on. So I mean, it's always sad when anyone goes, and I mean, it's always that thing. You think, God, I wouldn't want to be the first to go. Mm. I think that's a human nature, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's the complete. It's like being the last picked for a football team or something in PA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know there. that's fading quite well. <laughs> Uh, funnily enough, I was never first um, to be a midfielder. Same, I was same. I, where's that even come from, a midfielder? I don't know what a midfielder does. I guess he runs around the middle of the field. Um, <laughs> we're going to go with that. Uh, welcome to your football sports show. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I applaud anyone that does that show. I think it takes real courage. And mm. I think I, I've seen Kate at a few events and... Um, know her briefly just for, through either being on the show or seeing a, a, a lovely lovely woman and I think she'd be the first to admit that she was very much out of her comfort zone mm. and I think that's the thing some people when you you are completely out of your comfort zone and, and that's a different world of celebrity to you I think it takes some um, some real guts to get up there on a Saturday in front I don't know what strictly gets it must get what eight nine million something like that yeah you know they're watching you every Saturday dancing around for that 90 seconds, which I bet feels like an hour. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I just, I take my off and applaud every single person that does it. Um, but I'm excited to see how, I mean, obviously it's still early days and sometimes I know we, we try and call it. Um, but yeah, I'm intrigued to see how this series goes. I'm loving seeing Will Miller again, I have to admit. Teenage Bobby definitely had a crush on Will. I mean, um, teenage Bobby and 36-year-old Steve, honestly. I'm like, <laughs> which is, he's not really my type, but it's just something that, I don't know, just yeah. gets, gets me going. <laughs> he, um, he, he, he's, uh, he's aging very nicely. Yeah, he is, isn't he? And, and, and Matt Goss. Yeah, he was also in the bottom two, though, wasn't he? He was Which in was... the bottom two, so yeah, it was between him and Kay. I guess he wasn't, He for considering he was in a, pop band and has performed you know Vegas for years I didn't I wasn't particularly blown away with him um so yeah that was a bit of a he was probably a bit of a disappointment um and I wonder if it's very much thinking of the nature of people who probably vote for Strictly um when it comes to I'm just trying to think if I can probably see why Will, um, not Will, I've got Will on the mind here. Uh, Matt was probably, so, I guess he's kind of the housewife's kind of, rightly or wrongly, I, I guess, I, I can kind of see why people would try and save, would, would yeah, do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? What, the, the, he, he would, you think, you think more people yeah, would vote for think, him? 
Yeah, well, I think probably it comes down to regardless of how people even do in mm. the, the dance-off, I think if people want to pick up the phone and vote for you, I think sometimes skill goes out the window. I think if people want to see you dance another week, yeah. they're going to pick up the phone. Well, as we've seen, we've, we've seen many a politician, be, uh, and Widdicombe, we've seen dragged around that dragged around that floor like a mop <laughs> and um, she was shot out of the cannon wasn't she as well yeah. and it was the, it was the politician was he a politician some guy was on there week after week after week and bless him I mean he, it he was, was John I feel like his name was John Sargent and he's like a BBC political journalist um, but he pulled out if I remember rightly he had rightly. to bow out in the end <laughs> he was like this is too embarrassing but the way like, it was going I think he was going to win it yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think even he was probably a bit like, yeah, maybe this isn't fair on everyone else. But uh, imagine though, be your whole life as a political journalist, you decide to go and do like one sort of frivolous sort of Saturday night show, like supposed to be a bit of fun, and suddenly you have to hold a press conference where you're like <laughs> speaking to showbiz journalists about why why you have to pull out of the show because you're not very good, but people keep voting for you. It just must be so bizarre. I can't imagine like what that must feel like for someone who's super professional like that. I don't know. And completely in another world to what he's used to. Yeah, 100%. I, I always love the ones that you... Because I guess we just show you see certain people. I think, especially if someone's from a musical background, I mean, I know I personally sometimes think, I just equate that if, if someone's a singer or a performer, I think if you can sing, you can dance, which I know don't go hand in hand. And yeah. There's a massive difference when we've seen girls from girl bands do it before. There's a big difference between dancing to a song and doing ballroom yeah right things even if you do dance it's a very different kettle of fish but i just always equate singers and performers that would be able to, to dance but that they are very very different worlds but i do kind of always like the outsider that surprises us mm -hmm. which sometimes you see with sports people but i think that's because sports people are very competitive because they have to the nature of their job yeah that's true yeah 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 well i think will meller's kind of been one of those people that i was a bit surprised by i thought it'd be a bit like of a jack the lad sort of i don't know like uh taking the piss i guess in a way um, but actually, he's like deadly serious and really good. So I mean, like, I'm very happy for him to stay week after week after week. Um, what else? Um, oh, there was there was interesting. Um, it's one of those sort of things that seems to happen more and more these days. Um, they've revealed that um, Velma in Scooby Doo is going to be a gay character for the first time. She's going to have like a partner. Mm. What do you make of that? Well, I thought she was gay <laughs> that's exactly the same maybe we just I mean. got the gaydar vibe like we yeah, just we, I don't know if just us as gay men have that kind of gaydar there was something uh, about the way she dressed I know she's a cartoon but and that's funny I was gay men even the cartoon something doesn't even exist we knew their sexuality um yes yeah, so I, I was kind of thought it was a foregone conclusion anyway um <laughs> i guess so, it's just that they're, they're talking about it now rather than just sort of brushing under the yeah, table and I, I guess it's kind of moving forwards i think it can only be a good thing in terms of just diversity yeah and just, because i always think back to and i've said this before like especially with like disney things like being our kind of age you never grew up and saw two princes on a I still don't think we have on a on a Disney film mm -hmm. uh it's why I wanted to be Ariel because I, I loved Eric 
So um, I wanted to become a mermaid and be aerial and was willing to give my voice to Ursula. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, uh, do you know what I think Ursula might have given your voice back to you actually yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if she heard you on celebrity karaoke clubs <laughs> this is true she wouldn't have wanted to put that in a shell round her neck she would have said Bob Abbott um, <laughs> I might have had more chance with Eric if I didn't have the voice though to be yeah. fair um, but I, I think yeah as cartoons there's something that we watch from a young age and I, I don't believe any child is born homophobic, racist, or with oh, any hate. I just yeah, don't yeah. believe you can be born with that. So I think, really, as we become more diverse and as time goes on, I think it's only a good thing from a young age for people to just be accepting and it not be a conversation. It's just... it is. Oh, it is. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and I've had... I think I've talked about it on the show before as well. My nephew's just now getting to the age where they're starting to ask questions. Um, and my uh, my sister's always been like very open with them. Uncle Steve's gay, blah blah blah, but they just didn't quite get it. And I said, you said to because they'd still ask my sister like, why doesn't Uncle Steve have a wife? And be like, because he's gay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I said she can't be angry with them because if they've never seen it, how do they know? You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, uh, yeah, like you said about the the stories that we tell kids and and all that sort of thing. Um, yeah, so I think this is one of those ways in which kids might actually understand that um, there are sort of other ways of living, I suppose. Um, uh, so, yeah, I mean, if it, if it takes Scooby-Doo's Belma being like making a passing reference to her girlfriend or something, then I think that that's great. But the, I guess the funny thing is, is that there's going to be people who will be sort of upset or offended by such a thing because... They like yeah. to keep things the way they are, right? But, and but... there'll be people that love to be outraged. That I, I can only imagine what a percentage of Twitter is saying right now. Exactly. Um, but but the thing is, for me, it, it, it's just, it, it, it's, it can only be a positive. Do you know what I mean? I know there's got to be some yeah. people that are going to be ranting and raving about it, and you can't please all the people all the time. But I just think that the day we get to a point in life where, things aren't even an issue mm. it, it's like oh how, how can it be a bad thing like yeah because if if you grow up and you're around that i think it's very, especially as, as years go on and we're seeing more and more same-sex couples having children yeah i think that kids in their class when they know that ben or sophie has two dads or two mums Again, to them, because they're growing up with that, that and quite rightly so, it, it's not even questioned in their head. It's yeah. just, oh, that, that, that's what it is. So then when, the, when Ben and Sophie and the kids in their class become adults, how can that be a bad thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it just it increases the acceptance and it just gets more and more commonplace. Yeah, to a point like what we say all the time, like, like, I mean, obviously, pride is still a, a huge thing and an amazing thing. But again, how lovely it would be one day if we get to a point where it is just we don't have homophobia in mm. the world. I mean, I think we're a little way off yet. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and there's always going to be places in the world where that sort of stuff happens um, more, more, more regularly than it does here. Um but it was like when I was in Benidorm, you know, I was seeing lots of sort of older gay couples 
holding hands and stuff, walking along the 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 promenade on the beach and that, and no one gave him any shit, you know. So, well, as far as, far as I saw, um, you know, so the world is changing slowly, and I think this is a, just another example. I think the people that that will be sort of upset about it are the ones that don't want anything to change ever. Um, but if we lived like that, then we wouldn't have moved on since you know World War Two or whatever. So yeah. you know, you do, things have changed and. Um, and 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 yeah, this is just progress, isn't it? Really. And the things, if someone's that deep rooted, angry about it, and really put out that a cartoon character <laughs> is gay, they need to sit down and have a word with themselves. It's a cartoon. So if you're really that bothered and it's really really bugging you, why, babes? Yeah, like, yeah. What's what's, what's missing from your life? Like that yeah, you need to be so worried. I could just imagine there's certain people sat there fuming about it though. Yeah, hundred percent. Like the, the, then, do you love and light <laughs> <laughs> as we wave yeah. our rainbow flag? Yeah, right, right in their faces. Um, the question is though, do you think Robin is? Because there was always this whole thing about Batman and Robin. Well, I think there were people that sort of wanted them to like be a couple, <laughs> didn't they? Um, but yeah, I mean that's a good that is a good point. I mean, I think it's there's it's always been like hinted at, and I think I think if I remember rightly, like in the comic books, uh, Superman comic books now that's to release now, Superman has like a bisexual son or a gay son. I'm not exactly sure. So you know, like they are. I don't know if any sort of Marvel characters are all that of. of on into that sort of well, but it will happen eventually. Do you know, I don't mean like Captain Gay or whatever, but like <laughs> <laughs> waving his rainbow flag around in a but, rainbow cape. Actually, now I say it, actually, that'd be quite fun. Um, uh, <laughs> rainbow cape, like cape, and just like shooting um, like uh, rainbows at people. I think um, I'll be into that, or like fireworks and glitter. Um, God, this is, when the next superhero comes out, guys, this is where you find out first. Keep, keep tuning in to FUBA. We're here to discuss <laughs> gay cartoons and superheroes. We're here for it. And if Marvel want to come to us with any, um, you know, we're, we're happy to consult. That's, that's all I'll say. Marvel, putting it out there, if you want a live action version of it, call me up. I'll, I'll put a bit of like on for you. I'm scared of heights, though, so we'll need a green screen. That's fine. Maybe you can just be like a really good swimmer or something. I, I can be aerial. <laughs> Finally. I can be a gay mermaid. Oh, my God. Cool, yeah, I'm so into this. I'm actually really into this. You, your mission can be like to clear the oceans of, of rubbish or something. <laughs> 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 like you're like an environmentalist. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, our, um, our first guest, Danny, is here. So let's get her in. Hello. Bye. Hi. Hello. Hi. Good, thank you. Thanks for joining us, Dan. How are you? Yeah, I'm all good. I'm all good. Just missing filming, to be honest with you. Really missing filming now. So, obviously, this time around, this series, it's all been pre-recorded, isn't it? Yeah, it's strange, because although, like, filming's done and we're not filming, it's still, like, behind, like, three months. And I'm only just seeing what we filmed, like, three months ago. It's crazy. And how does it feel this time around? Obviously, not being able to go to filming tomorrow and respond to what's gone out in a previous mm. episode, is it weird? It's so weird because you, like, it's so strange because you think, if I would have seen how people had said certain things, I would have reacted differently. I might have, like, not reacted so bad or I would have reacted worse, if you know what I mean. It's so strange watching it back. 
because like usually you see as well don't you what's yeah. being said about you and stuff and they didn't have any of that this series so it's like you go into filming not really having a clue and it's just it's crazy it's crazy do you prefer it this way round or being able to respond I, I as time goes on in real time yeah i think i prefer like as I'm filming it airing because it's like three months down the line once you're over the situation and you're over the arguments you have to like relive it again and you're getting all annoyed again you want to start ranting on social media it's just like <laughs> I just want to forget about the arguments <laughs> are you told not to sort of thing do they do the producers tell you you have to sort of not um, like not avoid reacting in time and that I think obviously you can react like they want you to be yourself and you can react and say how you feel but obviously they don't like want you really going in on each other on social media because then I suppose it just kind of like it just makes up like, fans then troll the other people as well so they don't want you to kind of encourage trolling so yeah. you have to be really careful. How did you find the series? For me, this is like my favourite series that I've filmed so far, definitely. I feel like it's got like the right balance of drama. There's loads of drama this series, but there's also like loads of laughs, which I think is nice. I feel like the other series, it's either been like too much laughs or too much arguments and drama, whereas this series has been like the perfect balance. And obviously I've had like my little group, which I've not had before on the show. So it's made it like a lot more fun to film. And is this your first series being completely single throughout? Because you've always, yeah. whether it's been an episode here or there, or there's always been dramas, isn't there? With yeah. Me and people. Yeah, it's my your first, first full series. Yeah. How have you it, found that? My first series, obviously, my very first episode, I was set up on a blind date with obviously Liam. And then we, it was kind of intense straight away. And like we straight away from there like I weren't single as soon as we started speaking we just knew it was going to be together and it carried on um so throughout Taui I've been in a relationship and then going to filming this time at first it was like upsetting because you're used to having that one person with you all the time but it's just been so fun <laughs> I preferred it so much more <laughs> being single on Taui is just like 10 times better than in a relationship you get to just like be yourself, give your own opinions without having to worry about the other person and what they're going to, like, if it's going to affect them or not. You can just do whatever you want to do. So it's a lot more fun, yeah. How's the, the drama been? What's been going on? It's been non-stop. <laughs> from, the, from the first week of filming in Dominican, I thought this series was going to be no arguments for me because the only time I was in arguments... Wishful was, thinking, wishful thinking. I thought that I spoke <laughs> too soon. Because <laughs> do you know what, like... Previously, the only times I was in arguments is if I was backing my boyfriend. So I thought, now I'm single, I've got no beef. Like, there's no beef because they all hate Liam, they don't hate me. And then I come, <laughs> I come back and I was like, fuck me, was I wrong? Like, everyone carried on the beef and, like, kind of made up with Liam. And then it was just me. I kind of ended up off, like, on the worst, like, on the worst end of it and having dramas with absolutely everyone. So kind of backfired, sticking up for my ex, but... <laughs> What can you do? And what's your relationship with him like now? Um, um, That's not a ringing endorsement. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just try to think, how can I word this? No, I don't, I don't know. But since, since the end of, um, after, obviously throughout filming, we're arguing. Next week's episode, we're arguing. But like after filming, so the end of August, I don't know if I should even be saying this, but I'm just going to say it. 
towards the end of August, we did meet up, we did clear the air. But then, like, it was not, we weren't getting back together, but obviously we decided to be friends. Uh, it was still telling me he loved me, still telling me this, that, and he wants to go for dinner. Then two days later, I see on his Instagram story, seeing another girl. So, and we haven't spoke since. So it's just a bit weird. It's just a bit weird. I wanted to ask you, obviously, I'm trying to think back, you know how I, I'm trying to think of all series roll into one, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, was it's all series that there was the, the, not the drama, but there was you and the Roman thing and people were saying Roman had the fallout with Gatsby, didn't he? And there was that kind of love yeah. triangle, not that it was a love triangle, yeah. but kind of was made to be. Where, where, I mean, it's so confusing, isn't it? Where were you at with that now? So, obviously, we had the whole, all the <laughs> arguing last series, and in this series, there was another argument, but obviously, me and Roman, because obviously me and Roman had kissed after me and Liam had broke up a month later, and then that obviously got back to Liam, and he was fuming, but me and, me and Roman are still friends, like, we are just friends, um, there's nothing really in it, to be honest with you, it was just purely drunken kiss again and that's it nothing more to it but like everything gets blown out of proportion doesn't it because wasn't the first time round you'd only ever had a kiss before wouldn't you there'd never been anything more yeah. than that there was never a relationship there was never anything more than a kiss no we had we had kiss like a few months before I had got with Liam we had drunkenly kissed again which obviously doesn't look great, but we had drunkenly kissed them. And then it was like, and then Liam found out, he weren't too happy about that. And then obviously he found out we had kissed after we had broke up and he wasn't too happy about that. But I think no one could really understand, apart from me and Roman, that there's just like nothing in it. It's just simply drunk, drunk kiss. Do you know what I mean? But to everyone else, obviously everything gets blown up and they think we must be sleeping together or we must be secretly seeing each other, but there's actually nothing going on. So what can we expect for how many episodes are left of this series now? Where are you? So, Is that halfway through now? Yeah, I think we're just I believe we're just over halfway. I still think we've got maybe four or five, I think. So, so what's yeah. to come in them? <laughs> but it's just oh I should never ever next series I'm never going to say I'm having no drama this series because it's been my worst series for arguing because I think I just jinxed myself so right. the next, next episode coming up is me arguing with the ex um, and then I think after that we kind of just put things to bed and it's chilled but yeah you're so right I remember over the 10 years on that show Whenever I was about to start a series in the famous last words, I go, I think this one's going to be relatively drama-free. Oh, <laughs> the minute you say it, for some reason, it, they're the most unlikely ones, but it goes the complete other way. So, yeah, I hear you, sister. Yeah, honestly, I'm never saying it again because you do. You just set yourself up for it. You say you're not going to have any drama, and then that's it. Every single episode, every single day, you're having these rows, so... Did you end up in a bit of drama with Chloe Meadows? What's happened there? Yeah, it was Chloe Meadows and Co it was Chloe Meadows and Courtney, but more so Chloe, I would say. <laughs> um, 
for, I'll be honest, my half, I actually don't, I don't know them girls. Everyone does tell me they're both lovely girls. So I never had an issue with them. Like, I, the only times I'd argue, I didn't even know, I can't, I'm trying to think. I was just sticking up for Liam at the time. So I went into filming thinking there wouldn't be no problem with these girls at all. I had no issue with them. And then obviously it came apparent that they didn't, they just had an issue with me. Like they were saying, coming over, saying hello to all my friends and not saying hello to me. Um, and then they kind of said they thought I had caused the arguments between them and Liam when I had nothing to do with it. It was just very weird. Everything kind of got turned around on me. And although Liam was like, oh no, like she didn't ever tell me not to be friends with you, they still just continued and they carried on setting in direct stories about me saying I was like the problem with their friendship. But for me, it's like one-sided drama because I genuinely didn't have an issue with them girls at all. Like, like I said, I didn't know them. So it was all kind of out of the blue for me. I was quite caught off guard, not gonna lie. It, it does make me realise, and I quite enjoy how drama-free my my friendship group is. I don't know how you guys do it on the show because it's like constant, right? Is, no, it, is that not. like real life though? I mean, it is, but like... Oh my God, yeah, it's real life. Like, and do you know what just makes it worse? Like, we stopped filming, so you think, oh, no more drama, and you're bumping into them down the road from your house. Like, it's just like, it's, it's constant. And you think, uh, oh, I'm going to have a little break, I'm not going to see them. But we go out, we only pop up the high street, me and Janae's, and we're bumping into Courtney, and we're bumping into Chloe. I mean, it's like I would rather just keep my distance. <laughs> yeah, God, honestly, I, I, I don't know how you guys do it. It's very impressive. I'm impressed. Yeah. Stressful. Uh, I try to stay out of it, but. Fair. Um, well, Danny, thanks so much for joining us this evening. Really appreciate it. And no uh, best of luck with the rest of the series. You know what's coming, but everyone else doesn't, I guess. Yeah, oh my God, just more drama, as you expect. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take care, Dan. Thanks for Thank joining us. Thank you so much. See Cheers. you later. Bye. Bye. Honestly, I just, I, it just makes my heart like I, I couldn't, I can't even stand like a slightly tense two seconds. Do you know what I mean? I just, I don't know. So not for me, but I'm impressed at the people that can do it. Yeah, nothing changes. It's just the same <laughs> drama, but just with different, different people. people. It cycles yeah. itself year after year after year. Yeah, really good point that. Um, right, well, our second guest, uh, Katie Alex, the new star of The Real Housewives of Cheshire is here. So let's get her in. Let's do it. <clears throat> Am I here? Hello, Can you see yeah. yeah, perfect. In my messy kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love your kitchen. I love your doors. Do you? Do you like this? Yeah. Oh, stunning. Bob loves it. Bob loves like nosing around in people's backgrounds. He, we, he, before he's gone to guests, can you just uh, tell me where that lamp's from? Because I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm obsessed with interior design and home furnishings. Oh, You're I'm in beautiful. the middle of a ball. Honestly, Bobby, it's a nightmare. I'm absolutely ill with it. <laughs> <laughs> that, but it's so lovely to have you on the show and to talk to you. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you for having me. <laughs> You're so welcome. Right, so got go straight in. Let's talk the show. You know I love a bit of Real Housewives. How are you finding it? Your first series. How am I finding it? Um, it's been emotional. Um, it's <laughs> been eventful. Um, an experience. A positive one. In the end, it was a bit <laughs> rocky to start with. Um. I think I still have work to do on a couple of the girls. Um, but yeah, on the whole, um, a, a, a positive life experience. <laughs> you seem to be struggling with saying that. Is it not quite? 
but no, you, you, you know, must have known you, you must have known what you were signing up for right I mean like no one goes into yeah. Real Housewives thinking that they're just going to be sort of I don't know pruning pruning the roses and, and making dinner you know they want they want drama and stuff so you knew yeah. right you just yeah. went, you I mean I thought it. I'd have it easy being the new girl <laughs> How wrong was I? <laughs> it's more like fresh, fresh meat, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Walking into the dragon's den, yeah. You say it was tough at the start of the series. What was what was the hardest bit for you? Because obviously, joining a show, being a newbie, I guess, is daunting anyway. But what made it more tough? Um, I guess the the history with one of the other housewives um, and the fact that the other cast members didn't quite understand that. Um, Are you talking about Lauren? Yeah, yeah. Um, right. uh, yeah, so it wasn't as though I didn't know anybody and I was getting, you know, they all had to get to know me, you know, as this person they'd never met and vice versa. <clears throat> you know, there was always that, there was that established connection. Um, <clears throat> So, yeah, it was really tricky. It, it, you know, it was a really interesting dynamic and it was going to go one or two ways. I like the use of the word interesting there. It's like you, you made yeah. <laughs> inverted commas. Yeah. The, the situation being a little bit, I guess, tricky, is it right to say, with Lauren, is that because of the, the history with her and... You, your fella or have there been issues between you two before the show no not between lauren and i um no. i mean i'm limited to what i can say but you can say uh, it all <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah nice try um no so it, it is a little bit deeper than that you know there's a lot that the public don't know um and that involves my husband's friendship with you know Lauren's ex-partner and um, you know he was friendly with us you know they had their issues obviously I'm not going to say anything out of turn and um, you know respect Lauren's privacy etc um but yeah it goes a little bit deeper than Lauren just dating Mason 20 odd years ago and also you know Lauren has remained a friend of the family you know, we, she's my mother-in-law's really close friends. So there, there is a little bit more to it than that. So because of that situation, because they, like you say, become family friends and you knowing the partners and all that, was you shocked that it was as awkward as it was then? So I guess yeah, you kind of yeah, thought you were walking into it and it'd probably be a different ball game. Yeah, to be, to be honest, I thought I'd be able to lean on Lauren a little bit you know, contacted her before the show. And, you know, I was nervous. I was scared. I've done nothing like this before. It's totally alien to me. Um, you know, debated whether I should be doing it for quite a while. Um, you know, Lauren, I feel like Lauren, you know, knew that I probably would do it. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was really difficult. I wasn't expecting what I got, put it that way. It took, is it true that it took you quite a long time to sort of negotiate to go on to the show? Is that because you were worried about that sort of stuff going on or? or no, I just, no. So um, last year um, I had a chat with producers. Um, I was approached, but there was a lot going on in my life last year. We had moved house. Um, 
we were still locked down. I'd lost my dad two weeks prior to being contacted. So everything was kind of up in the air. You know, I was still sorting everything out regarding my dad. We weren't in our own home. Um, I still had a, a child that was with me a few days a week. She hadn't started school. And I, to be honest, when, I, when I do something, I like to give it 100%. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I wouldn't be able to do that last year. Um, my initial reaction when I was asked, if I'm honest, it was, not a cat in hell's chance <laughs> because I've watched the show and I know what it's about. And mm. um, but then when I was contacted again, it was a bit like, mm, you know what? Shall I? Shall I? You know, um, it, it'd be it'd be great to um, you know let women out there know, you know, that women in the general public know what I do for a living. It's an experience. Um, you know, my husband's like, oh, well, you know, literally just do whatever you want. You know, I think you should do it. Like he's, t- he's a chance taker. So it was kind of Mason really in the end that convinced me to do it. And I, I'm glad I've done it. Don't get me wrong. I really am. And it, yeah, it's, it's a life experience. You touched upon work. You do, and I know, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I know in Essex a few girls in my friendship group that have had forms of designer vaginas or treatments as such, not so yeah. much surgical, but like with electrodes and things. What is it you do? I know it's, is it similar? Forgive me if I'm kind of, I, it's not my area of anatomy, I'll be honest. I have no idea what your friends have done to their vaginas. <laughs> However, I don't do the jazzles if that's what you're asking me. <laughs> um, so I the use... jazzles are so 2010 anyway. What's the question? In fact, I think Sally look like put the jazzles on the map. So, yeah, they certainly um, do. So I um, I'm a medical professional, I'm a nurse, and I use a medical device that um, emits radio frequency to vaginal tissues. Basically, it's got very long story short, I treat ladies um, who are suffering from stress urinary incontinence, vaginal laxity, so they might feel the vaginas a little bit laxer than it used to be, and um, might have lost collagen, fibres, um, elastin, um, they might be dry, they might suffer from dryness and uncomfortable intercourse, or they might just have like a vaginal dysmorphia where they don't like the appearance of the external vulva. Um, And I use radio frequency to thicken and tighten the vaginal canal to support the bladder um, and hopefully stop any of those um, leaks. And um, I shrink the external labia. So the external bit is kind of the aesthetic bit where um, it's like a facelift, basically, for your vagina. But internally, it's more medical. I was going to say, I've had facials in the past that sound <laughs> a bit like that. You know, with, with the prog, which I guess is kind of tightening. I guess it's obviously a more intense version, but down there. But jokes like, regardless of the aesthetic, oh, I guess doing that probably really changes some people's confidence and women's lives, does it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I can, I love it when ladies come into me on their final treatment. And they're like, I haven't had to put a towel in my bag. I haven't had to wear a pad. Yeah. You know, one of the things, a common theme that I didn't know about before um, I kind of um, trained it in this area was ladies um, who were going to the gym um, and yoga and doing exercises. 
um, who was suffering, suffering from stress urinary incontinence never wore like colourful leggings, bright leggings, um, because they showed the, the leaks and the drips. Mm. I never knew that. And for ladies to be able to come in in a bright pair of leggings it is incredible. Or Things that probably some people take for granted, isn't mm. it? Yeah, like, so to be able absolutely. to do that and change someone's life and something yeah. that's relatively easy to do about going under a general anaesthetic or something it's incredible yeah. and no downtime that's the thing so there's no downtime with it no discomfort it's it literally is like a hot stone massage externally internally you feel very little at all I'd be coming to you and I'd let you go <laughs> there's still time Bob maybe one day um how did you kind of come across this how did this sort of decide you decide this is something you wanted to do so I, like I said, I was a nurse um, and then I was a health visitor. And during my time as a health visitor, um, I used to go and see mums um, who had just given birth and um, assess the baby's health and progress. Um, and it, a lot of these contacts with the mothers and babies, mothers would report the same common theme. I'm trying to lose my baby weight, but I can't because I wet myself or um, baby's fine. My vagina's not. Um, things don't look the same. A multitude of problems, but generally speaking, it was all to do with their intimate area. Mm. Um, and at the time, the only thing I could advise was to speak to your GP, do your pelvic floor exercises, or, you know, or if it was severe, then there is the option of invasive surgery. Um, which has got it comes with its risks it's yes. risk of nerve damage the general anesthesia the downtime the discomfort infection you know the list is endless for some people that is absolutely necessary and that's that's fine but for, for the majority of ladies it's not necessary and you know after having my little girl um and choosing to go down the aesthetic route, I did a lot of research into um, kind of innovative um, treatments, innovative devices. Um, and I even kind of researched what was being launched in America. And this was one of the treatments that had just been launched in America. I contacted the company, then it was brought to the UK, found out what it did. And I was like, wow, this is incredible. So yeah, that's, that's how I got into it. Amazing. Yeah. But what if I actually, so just going back to the housewives because I, I love the franchise obviously I, I love the yeah. um and you've been on it what, oh yeah I've made a few appearances I absolutely love yours um <laughs> but I do love and all the franchises but I, I love and I live for the reunions how did you do find you? that that's got to be was, more daunting I was petrified I bet I was petrified of that reunion <laughs> Enjoyed how did it, it. How did it go down? Was it was it as dramatic <laughs> as they normally are? Is that a serious question? <laughs> are we talking Real Housewives of Cheshire reunion? Like on the edge of your chair. Can you give us any spoilers? Can't spoil anything, Bobby. Got to watch it. Shit went down. <laughs> Was any drama resolved or will things carry on to next series? I think it might just roll over. Yeah. And mm. can you say you can you and Lauren ever be friends, do you think? And is there water under the bridge or is that is, is yeah. done? Yeah, listen. Um where are we up to now? I'm trying not to give too much away. I think we're up to F six, aren't we? 
things we're start. We're making like the reunion now. You can t- tell us all. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, listen, Lauren and I have have a discussion. Um, yeah, and things things have improved massively. Listen, it's it's good. It's yeah. good for now. <laughs> Anything to watch out for on the reunion? Like you say, they're always dramatic. There's always a ding-dong. Listen, who... Right, back at you. Who do you think kicks off on the reunion? Gosh, that's all between you girls. It could be any of you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Not me, well, I'm Let me have a little think. Who do I think it... Oh, it's hard. Because the thing is as well, and what I'm always intrigued, so I know you film it ahead of time while the series is still going out. So I'm kind of always... Because they show you episodes of, of what's to come because you're almost going into them reunions blind, aren't you? Because after yeah. the series still hasn't ends. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which kind of makes it tricky, but I always love, from the minute I kind of see the photos, or you know when you're like, if you're on ITV Hub, I'm always fascinated by the positioning of the girls on the sofa, because I think that's very strategic. Where a producer places you, yeah. Yeah. There's always a reason who sat where. What's your theme this series, by the way? Because there's normally a theme, isn't there, with the dresses? Like a colour. No. Uh, Oh, this, yeah, for the... um, it was black and gold, wasn't it? Not for the reunion, but um, for all the um, titles. And what about reunion fame, or is there not really one? No, there wasn't one this year. Great you... set, though. It was a great set. It was lovely. I love it. I absolutely yeah. love it. Do you think now you've done a series and you've got a reunion under your belt, because they've got to be the most daunting things, the first yeah. of both. Are you, are you quite confident going into your second now? Yeah, you know what I do. I feel like I've found my feet now. Yeah. And I guess yeah. you've got to find your voice because it's quite an intimidating show to go on to. Well, reality TV in general nowadays, let's have it right. But I think once you've got a couple under your belt, you're a bit like, no, hold on a minute. Um, uh, yeah. You find your voice, don't you? You know one's full. Yeah, and I feel like maybe I came across, or maybe it was, <clears throat> you know, I came in on a huge storyline um, and it was intense and the conversations were quite serious. Um, you know, and after it all, I was like, you know what? I don't think the general public have actually seen me for me. Because actually, I love a good laugh. And I get up to all sorts with my friends. Um, yeah, but it was all very serious. So I'd like to have a, a better series, next series. We can't wait to see it, I guess, in that, yeah. in that case. Um, well, uh, Katie, thanks so much for, for joining us. Um, no, really thanks appreciate for asking it. me. And, uh, and best of luck with the rest of it. Thank you. All right, guys. Take care, babes. Bye. Thanks for joining us. Bye. I mean, similar to what I was saying to Towie, right? It's the, I don't know how, I don't know how people do it for the drama, but good for her. Uh, Absolutely. And their setups are completely different ball game to Towie. Whenever I've been on it, I'm just amazed how literally, they don't even know when they're filming after time the cameras are just following everything right, like, yeah. well, where's the scenes are you going into a scene they're like no this is it they just film the whole party yeah right like, you generally don't know what conversations even going into the show so they must literally sit there every week not having a clue what's going to be in the episode Completely different <laughs> kettle of fish yeah, yeah. um well great oh, show yeah, nice, nice reality to special. little with the ladies of reality TV special. Yeah, definitely. Um, got anything exciting coming up this week, Bob? 
not really. A bit of a low-key week this week, I think, really. Yeah, nothing, nothing too exciting. How about you, babe? Uh, I'm actually going to, to see Strictly on Saturday night. Oh, amazing. <laughs> um, which will be really fun. And, um, and I've got a, a friend over who I'm seeing for dinner on Friday night. Um, so, yeah, so lots of nice, nice little bits. Oh, lovely. Well, say hello to Will for me on Saturday. I will. I certainly <laughs> will. Um, cool. Well, um, thanks, everyone, for listening. Until next week, goodbye. Bye, guys. <laughs>